Good afternoon. Good evening. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to come together as a church, as sisters and brothers in you, O oh Lord. We pray that you come and be with us and understand your mysteries, understand your love, and help us, O oh Lord, to follow you and to do as you did. Lord, we want to testify that you are Lord of our life. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Uh, I think when I get opportunity to talk about these texts, especially this time, I was tempted to to talk about all the Testament texts because uh, this is where I'm, I feel more attracted to all the Testament texts. And but today we want us also to talk about this big ceremony of foot, the foot washing. And when I, I read the, this text in the Old Testament, I was really embarrassed because I want to talk how the Passover was organized and what it meant that time and what it means to, uh, to us today. Because they want to take everything to symbolize that you have to, if you receive Jesus, you don't have Jesus just as a part, you have to receive Jesus as a whole. So I was very tempted to talk about this, but today I am really asking to talk about this big ceremony of foot washing service today, because this is really what we are remembering today. And when you read this chapter 13 of John, this is our gospel, it seems is the second prologue, it seems is another prologue of John, the gospel of John. Because he's starting the time when Jesus is not facing the crowd, not people, but he's talking to his disciples. I hope we are more qualified tonight to hear this message. We are now behind our, the disciples of Jesus Christ. That's why towards the end we have time to wash the, the, our feet to, uh, to do what exactly he did for his disciples. So that's why... I really, I feel this chapter, also there are many, many things I can talk about it, but I did try to narrow it down and take this part of the foot washing. And I am also sorry some people don't follow me, I know. My eyes, my ears, always, I'm, we don't have that, that letters in my language, I always use I, e, I mix up sometimes, I forget. So, bear with me if I, I do the same. <laughs> so, but I hope you will be able to get the main message. Uh, as I said, this chapter 13 of the Gospel of John, it is like the beginning of Jesus' teaching to his disciples and the event that surrounding his passion. He didn't, now he is shifting from crowd to his disciples. Really very few, with individuals, people, he didn't just, this is, that's the end of people, big crowd, is, was ended. Now he started a new chapter. This chapter, when you read it, you can feel, especially today, you can say, 
Why did John didn't John why didn't John talk about Eucharist, the Holy Communion? John was not his concern. His concern was to show the love of God. Jesus just you know it is it was the end of his life here. So John wanted to, to do to talk more about his love more than talking about ceremonies and the other things he was doing. Perhaps that is why people think that he didn't talk about the Holy Communion. Okay, now I try to see why Jesus decided to, to wash uh, the, the feet of his disciples. I go back and read about the background of this ceremony. I found out that the washing ceremony that is the little scriptural ceremony. Uh, and it is celebrated and honored by both Catholics and the Protestant churches. Many years ago, since many years ago. The root of this practice is to be found in the hospitality customs of ancient, ancient civilization, especially where sandals were, to, were the main shoes to wear. When, during the ancient time, when the people came, when you receive the guests, you, they have to wash their hands, perhaps because they were, the sandals couldn't protect their feet. They need to clean their feet. That's, why, that's the first thing. And then, as a host, you would provide the water to the guests to wash their feet, or you would provide someone, a servant, to wash his feet, or you could do it for yourself. Just, you don't give just water and wash your feet. No. That is the kind of hospitality in ancient time. And when this also, it was a sign of honoring guests. Give vow to the guests. When you read Genesis chapter 18, verse 4, they say, let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under tree. They say just, he was telling their guests that let's bring the water, wash your feet before you get rested, and you get rested under tree. And when you go to Samuel, first Samuel, you see, also, on the other hand, just this sign was a sign of, of piety, humility, and submission. On one hand, culturally, customary, you have to honor your guests and just take care of him, of them. But on the other side, it was sign of piety, being pious, being humble, and also submission, action. And when you read in Samuel, you say, she bowed down, is the servant, with her face to the ground and said, here is your maid servant, ready to serve you and wash the feet of my master's servant. This is a kind of a submission. Said, so, I am ready to serve you. That was a big sign. I am ready to serve you. I am ready. I, I really, I am very, I am very submissive to whatever you want me to do. That's the The big sign is to wash your feet. This is. A good thing. And when you go to Timothy, 
Let's read this please. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 10. May I ask Pastor to read for me? First Timothy chapter 5, verse 10. Yes. First Timothy. Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than 60 years of age, having been the wife of one husband, and hmm. having a reputation first, for yeah, good first, works. First Timothy? Yeah. 5.10. I started at 9. Oh! I started at 9. No, 5. First Timothy, 5.10. 10. Yeah. Having a reputation for good works. Mm-hmm. If she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, here's mm. where you're going. Yeah. Has washed the feet of the saints. Yeah. Then here they bring another term, washing feet of the saints. You know, in customers they used to wash the feet of the guests. And when you go to, to first Samuel, you have to, to wash the feet of your master. And here, now we are going to enter in the New Testament, you have to wash the feet of the saints, of the holy ones. Here, washing the feet of the saints means to help and serve other believers with humility following the example of Jesus who washed the feet of his disciples. That is the real general meaning of washing the feet of the saints. A characteristic in the eastern part, they, 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 they just go far of giving water and the Honoring the guests, but there are other things. Here they, they do, they kiss his guests after washing your feet. You wash the feet of your guests, then you kiss the, 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 the feet. <laughs> to the, then offer water to allow the guests to wash his feet or have servants to do it. You know, there is not this kind of kissing. You know, here kissing, you like it. Even you kiss dogs, uh, pets, everything. Kissing is a good sign. When you go to my culture, kissing is something negative. Yeah. And unless you are a mother, the mother can kiss their children. Very few the husbands can kiss their wives. <laughs> There's rare. It is when they see someone kissing someone else. There are many questions around there. It is not easy to do that. That is why in, the, in our Bible translation, they don't, when Paul says, kiss each other with a holy kiss, they say, just, because in our culture is the hugging. Hug each other with a holy kiss. You know, that is really different. Here Jesus also talked about kissing because tomorrow we will see how Judas kissed him. It was not a good sign. So this is really now. I don't want to talk about this. But here also they used to kiss the guests to show hospitality, love, everything you could show to your guests. Yeah, this is really briefly what the, the, the foot washing means from the ancient today. Now, I want to, to try to talk more about in the biblical way <laughs> this time. This tradition 
of the feet wa- the foot washing continue to be performed throughout the church history and many denominations, many churches are still practicing it, including Anglicans, Lutherans, Catholics, and many others. Some people today associate this ceremony with of washing the foot washing with the sacrament of baptism. Yeah, this means just Jesus said, uh, some, some people, some scholars say, this act was a way of preparing what is going to do on the cross. Say, if just is, if, because Jesus said, we are going to see it, when Peter refused to be washed, do you remember what Jesus said? Said, if someone has bathed, only the feet remain unclean. After you wash your feet, you become holy. That's why perhaps it is associated with baptism, the sacrament of baptism. Others with hospitality and humility, like, and, but despite all these differences, all this understanding and interpretation concerning this practice, many Christians believe that this practice promote humility towards and care for others and spiritual growth which result in the high equality among church members. Just we need to, to feel humble. You need to come together. You need to, to feel equal in the church, in the body of Christ. This is really the real meaning today we need to, to have in, in our mind to say, are we equal in the church? Are we equal in the society? Are we equal in the eyes of our God? That is really what we need. Because when you feel in that, when you are in that state, that is when you humble yourself. That is when you say, Oh God, I need to be humble enough to please you. Those who oppose it, there are people who say, no, this is not should be practiced in our church. The, what is the reason? I tried to summarize this. I said, those who consider the foot washing ceremony as something symbolic, something didactic, or something just a lesson performed in the photo of the congregation. Just, it is meaningless. Some people say that. But no, it is not. When you read the Bible, when you we, when we try to go deep in the message of this text, you find what this ceremony is really worthy, is really important to, to us today to perform it, to understand it, and to spread this love from the church out towards those people who don't know that Jesus loves them. What, whatever you think of the ceremony, about this ceremony of the washing of feet, we should understand and believe that this is a command and example left by Jesus to his followers. We should understand that this is a new command to us as believers, as Christians. We need to do it. This is an example that Jesus left 
the hand that we should have to perform and do it legally. Not just today, because we are remembering, we are just, um, we are heading to Easter time. But every time, you need to, be, to feel humble and wash the foot of your servant. It is very hard. This is an act performed by Jesus himself. And he instructed his disciples to do the same to one another. It is not option. It is mandatory. It is compulsory. Let's, I want to read, uh, I would like Pastor Ben to read uh, chapter, John chapter 13, verse 14 to 17. I'm sorry, I'm going to use you. Yeah, <laughs> 14 to 17. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, Mm-hmm. Allow me to say hallelujah. Could you please repeat hallelujah? Hallelujah. I would say that this action was a act of unconditional love. That Jesus loved his own who lived in the world instead of being the Jewish concept of covenant with God. It is the real meaning. It's the real meaning is Jesus' love for his own people. In the prologue of John, say, Jesus came to his own, but they didn't, they didn't receive him. But they, he didn't lose that love. He continued to love his people. Even this time, he washed the hands of Judas, ready to betray him, to kill him. But he, ha- he washed his, his feet. This is act. This act would be among the final teaching of his own disciples, which helped them know how to live God's way of life to the full. Jesus, when he came here, he came as an example. He came as to be a teacher. He didn't come to force us to do something. No, he said, learn from me. That is what Jesus did to his disciples. Then when he washed his feet, it was a way to show, this is how you, you should live as my disciples. Love and help for one another. That is the main theme. This is love. God himself is love. You need to, lo- to have love and to help for one another. It should be pointed out that John's main concern was to show the love that Jesus had for his people who did not receive him. Out of his unconditional love, Jesus used the significant action that shows what he's going to do on the cross. That is voluntary humility. Nobody forced him to go to, to die on the cross. 
That was his choice. That was uh, he humbled himself to accept that death. I think so. Also, it was a sign of cleansing. The blood shed on the cross is the blood that washes our sins away. We have that song, I think. It was a way of giving an example of selfless service. Today is very hard to have this selfless service. It is not easy to do that. I think you can understand this better than you. Jesus said, please, this is the work you want to do. You have to empty yourself to do that. This act may symbolize also what John say in First John chapter 1, verse 7. We are being cleansed from every sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is the, the real picture. Jesus just was, once he was preparing the, his disciples from there, from the Last Supper to the cross. Remember, this chapter is a kind of the beginning, the introduction of the, another chapter in Jesus' life, of his disciples. He shifted from cloud to his disciples. Today, <laughs> some people do not understand the real meaning of this ceremony. Some Protestant church churches in Africa don't perform this ceremony because it is Catholic. Yeah. Some of them, that is how they understand. They talk about it, but with no emphasis on it. Perhaps because they don't understand it, or the larger size of the church can be an excuse for not performing it. Even Peter, who spent time, some years, with Jesus, did not understand it. But to respect Jesus, Peter accepted to be washed by his Lord and teacher. Sometimes it is difficult to understand why God requires certain things of us, and this was the case of Peter. He refused to allow Christ to wash his feet, until Christ made it a command. Say, if I don't wash your feet, you will not have share in me. Then Peter said, oh, I don't want to be separated from you. Then come and wash my, my feet. It was like he forced him to do that. Even then he, didn't, he did not understand, but he did obey, and Christ promised understanding would come later. Jesus didn't explain why he did that. He said, you will understand it after the cross. This principle of obedience first and understanding second is clear in Psalm 111 verse 10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, all who follow his precepts have a good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. This is Psalm 111, verse 10. 
that choosing to obey or not to obey is not an option for us. We obey God's commands or we have no part with Christ. With Christ. This is John 13.8. Our job is not to decide whether this law is right or wrong, but to obey it. Obedience. If Jesus didn't obey his father, he wouldn't have died on the cross. Our salvation, I don't know where it would be now. No salvation without obedience of Jesus Christ. But because he obeyed his father, now we are saved. We become children. We become daughters and boys of the father. We are just co-heirs of our Lord Jesus Christ. The foot washing ceremony is about serving others and being prepared to participate in God's way of life. What should we Just a lesson. This act of washing of the feet was a work of a household servant to carry out when guests arrived. But in this text, John presents Jesus as the model of servanthood. Jesus showed his servant attitude and love to his disciples, including the one who was going to betray him. He wrapped a tower around his waist as the simplest servant would do and washed and dried his disciples' feet. Jesus did not wash his disciples to make them clean or to be nicer to each other. No. His main goal was to extend his mission in the world after he was gone. These men of God had to enter into the world serving God, serving each other, and serving all people to whom they took the message of salvation. Jesus as God in flesh was willing to serve his people. We as his followers must also be servants willing to serve in any way that glorifies God. Uh, I finish with two questions. Are you willing to follow Jesus' example? Whom do you think can you serve today? There is a special blessing for those who do not who do not do not, do not agree that humble service is Christ's way. But who also follow through it and do it. This is our command. This is how we can do, how we can respect the command of God to love one another. May the peace of the Lord be with you and remain with you now and forevermore. Amen.